Hey mamas, and welcome back to another episode of Mommy Lux, Your Strong Ass Mother. Sorry for being in my A on you guys. Things in our lives had to be reshuffled and it took us having to readjust to find our groove again. And in the midst of all of that, I got sick, so everything was just a whole ass mess. Anyways, as promised, I have a bonus episode for you all today, Saturday, before going back to our regular programming of Tuesdays and Fridays. For today's episode, though, I have my partner Diego with me. Hello. And we'll be discussing being a first-time father. So how are you? How are you feeling? I'm feeling tired like any parent should be. (laughs) I think this is the first time that you're appearing on a podcast because I don't think you ever showed up on the set of Power Circle. No, my uh, stage fright's starting to show. (laughs) (laughs) For those who don't know, Power Circle is a retired podcast that was hosted by both my sister Cassie and her friend Reggie alongside our cousin Tino. As we all know, Having a baby, especially when it's your first time, can be nerve-wracking, scary, stressful. But it can also be a time of pure joy, reflection, peace. As women, we automatically know that our lives are about to change forever because from the start, we're carrying the baby. It's usually easier for us to connect even if for certain moms, that's not where the connection starts. However, for dads, it's obviously not the same. And so I wanted to sit down with my partner and understand his point of view. Look, I'll just get this out of the way first. This is an opinion piece. The one solid fact I can give you is that there are no solid rules to this. Guidelines at most. Everyone has their own way of giving advice on fatherhood. If I can provide any direction on the topic, it's that even if you follow a template on how to raise children, you'll inevitably make your process your own, whether you like it or not. You can't just be your own dad and think about what your dad did and follow to a T. Here are some of the core experiences I feel may be a benefit we're talking about. First of all is the initial shock of it all. Coming to grips with the fact that you're going to be taking the responsibility of raising another whole ass human. I know it hit me all at once. It's like a category six hurricane on my psyche. Right. We don't have the same bond as a mother from the get-go. This might be controversial these days, even making a benign statement like this, but since a dad doesn't carry the kid around struggling for nine months more or less, our bonds start the moment you meet your child. A mother gets her bonding started through her body. Mm-hmm. You as a father don't, obviously. Now, not to sound like a monster, but I really didn't get the feelings of unconditional love for someone I hadn't met yet. That's normal, I find, though. Honestly, you're not the first person I know who said something of the sort. It really hit me at the moment of delivery. The day she broke the news to me that I was going to be a dad, fatherhood <laughs> felt like a concept. It felt far away, even though I know it should hit closer to home. Before then, it was just being a partner. Without a doubt, few people feel love for an unborn child. Love was there. I just needed my daughter in my arms to really feel it tangibly. And your reaction was actually priceless, by the way. My sister had heard the whole thing, and I honestly wish I would have captured it on camera. So I'm just going to do that for the second baby. Second point. I feel I can say comfortably that most men can be predisposed to self-endangerment. I think you know this. (laughs) I'm just going to rip this stat right off the internet without much research because I literally believe everything I read on the internet. According to the U.S. National Center of Biotechnology Information, 
boys and men were more likely than girls and women to die of injury. I think that's not a surprise to anyone. From 1981 to 2007, the male to female age adjusted rate ratio decreased by 20% to 2.5%. For unintentional injury, and increased by 11% to 3.91 for violence related injury. Excess male mortality existed in a manner of death, cause of death, and within ethnic and age groups. All that just means that I just spat out. Putting aside our occupations is, we tend to do dumb shit. It's fun and we're bored, and believe me, I've been there. And I guess it just comes with the territory of maturing, nobody wants to die. The walls of your mortality are just getting a little bit closer. But at no time does it ever mean more than when people depend on you. Look, just slow it down. You don't gotta slam the brakes, just let off the gas. Happy you said that. Third of all, I think we need to speak this for both the men and the women in your audience. You will have time for a social life again. But I feel like I need to address this for men as opposed to women because our social groups tend to, not always, Mm -hmm. be outside of a family structure. It's kind of old school, but I feel like it's true as an opinion piece. If you're somebody who usually likes to be out with the boys, it's going to be a bit of a shock. If I'm not around my family, I'm around my friends to some degree. And my attention span is non-existent. And if you're like me and you find yourself not being able to sit in one place for long, then you're bound to have problems. Look, the people around you are way more understanding than you know. You'll have time for your life outside of your family, but it's going to take time. It does honestly work itself out. Just remember that... Spit some wisdom here. Look, you're going to be struggling with this. Everyone does. It seems like it's a normal part of becoming an adult, but... uh, I don't even have to say this to you because you already know it. Just be proactive. Be proactive as a guy. Don't sit there and wait for the mom to need you. If you can take any moment out of your day and say, okay, I'm going to help out with the dishes first, or I'm going to do any of the chores you usually do. Because even I have the tendency to just sit around. Sometimes I'll just play video games or whatever I'm doing. And I kind of lose step with my responsibilities. And that's all fine. We all fall off this wagon every once in a while. But just remember to always get back on. Because you got you to gotta keep moving forward from this point. Unfortunately, not all of us make it. And if you're someone who hasn't had a father to any degree, then you already have a perfect example of what not to do. Yeah. And I think that's a good point to talk about, especially the more social life aspect for those who haven't listened to my postpartum depression episode, which was the one before this one, actually. I touched on postpartum for dads and the lack of social life was one of them. So it's good to hear that eventually things gradually get back to normal, even if it takes a little bit more time. And like you said, also, if you don't have a father figure, in your life when you grow up then it's obviously more difficult to you know kind of have guidelines on how to be a great dad if you never had one growing up to finish off i wanted to ask a few questions so obviously i ask them to you and you answer them 
I hope they're not too personal. <laughs> I don't think they are. I think they're just like general. Um, I try my best anyways. So question number one, did you ever ask yourself, what if I don't know what to do when my baby cries? I'm still struggling with this one. <laughs> eh. There'll be days when you do everything on a checklist. You'll go, okay, I'm checking the diaper. Check. Not the diaper anymore. Is my baby tired? Doesn't want to sleep. Is my baby hungry? You just fed her or him. And after that, you're just looking at yourself and your partner and both of your hands are up. And sometimes maybe the baby won't even cry itself back to sleep. It'll just decide to sit there and cry for maybe three, four hours. Luckily, we haven't had that Yeah. to an extent. But I feel like you get in rhythm with your baby mm-hmm. for sure. Okay. Question number two. Am I giving my baby enough attention? Do you ever ask yourself that? Well, so this is going to, this is, this question is going to vary from guy to guy, but right. I'm pretty affectionate when it comes to a family. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think I really have this problem since my baby probably wants to get away from me every time <laughs> I have her. <laughs> I'm a little too handsy. <laughs> That's good. Okay. Question number three. What if my feelings for my partner changes a little? This one probably hits close to home for most people, even in your audience. You're both going to have to take a back seat to the baby. But it really can't get neglected. Because when you start neglecting each other too much, it falls apart. Question number four. How will I balance work and supporting my new family? This one can also be a tough one for some dudes because sometimes our jobs can really take us away from our family. And, you know, we're not living in the 1950s anymore where it's all the mom taking care of being a house hen. It doesn't work like that anymore, but especially with today's house prices. (laughs) But I can say with my situation, I work in another city. And unfortunately, that industry is not really thriving in the city where my family's at. So I'm going to have to come across the fork in the road. Either I choose to stay with my family here or continue working elsewhere. And you got to just make that decision for yourself and weigh the pros and cons. I'm away from the family, but I have more income. Or I come back and choose something else. It's tough. Yeah, it is. Question number five. Is it okay to feel scared? It's okay to feel scared, but you better not show that. Because you're a man, okay? <laughs> you bottle that in. Don't you don't let that. anyone feel That's that. That's not true. Don't listen to him. If you have feelings, let them out. Question number six. Do you think that the fact that you were never a girl will make raising one hard? I grew up in a family of boys. So it was just me and my brother. I had my mom... To give an example, but my mother spent so much time being both a mom and a dad mm-hmm. that I never really got to see her wants or her side of what being a woman really is. She's be, um... she already had to drive the ship. She couldn't be there as always an example. I'm gonna say though that for me, it's I'm looking forward to it. I can get in touch with my feminine side. I'll do whatever she wants and, you know, maybe she'll like stuff that are typically boy activities. Maybe she won't. 
but either way we're both along for the ride so yeah crazy ride and question number eight what are some things your baby did that freaked you out or worried you but turned out to be totally normal for baby stuff i freaked out about the uh the breathing patterns Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. the breathing patterns are something crazy i'd say i'm most alert at night because as i'm sleeping i kept thinking that sids was a condition where the baby just rolls over and suffocates and dies Mm -hmm. which you know how many times have you ever forgot something while you're you forgot your laundry or did something stupid and suddenly you're not paying attention to your cooking for five seconds or something burns you don't have that space with a baby you have to always be on point that being said i think the night times are probably the worst because i'll find myself just naturally having to freak out about the baby breathing i will wake up just to hear her if she's still breathing and I don't think that paranoia goes away until they can talk. No, I don't think that goes away. And I totally agree with the breathing thing. No one tells you guys or tells us anyways that a baby's breathing is really loud and really messed up until you get home and you see it for yourself, honestly. And I'm like my partner. Sometimes I wake up at night too just to see if she's breathing. Till this day, she's almost five months and it's still, you know, we're still paranoid. So good to know that we kind of forget about the same things um but with that being said this is it for today's bonus episode i hope you guys enjoyed this one i'm sorry for the wait however there will be the normal scheduled tuesday episode on tuesday at 5 a.m as usual so be sure to check in for that don't forget to follow us on our Instagram handle, Mommy Lux Podcast. Would you like to say anything before I close out? Remember, boys, just be there. <laughs> At the very least, be there. Thank you, everyone, and see you guys next Tuesday. <laughs>